Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Our goal and purpose is to make sense of current events so we can make informed investment decisions and have a better life. With that in mind, let's consider current events. COVID-19, the virus, remains in the news and still impacts our daily lives. We have good news in the United States. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, about 40% of all American adults have been fully vaccinated and newly reported cases have been declining for almost three weeks. A number of drugstores are offering free, no wait, no appointment shots. The vaccine is readily available. Many states are opening their economies, including New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. With the summer coming, people are ready to go out and enjoy themselves. There is a pent-up demand for goods, services, and fun. People want to get out and have fun. This bodes well for the American economy and maybe the stock market. Now, for the other side of the story. The rate of vaccination is slowing. We still have nearly 60% of the adult population not fully vaccinated, and many seem to be hesitant to get the shot. Many states and cities are offering incentives for the unvaccinated, including savings bonds, prepaid debit cards, and some restaurants are offering free beer to the vaccinated. Worldwide, however, new cases are rising, led by outbreaks in India and Latin America. The bottom line is that much remains to be done on a worldwide basis to resolve the COVID-19 dilemma. Virus variants keep arising, and there may be a need for booster shots. Let's focus on a company that remains a key factor in solving COVID-19 company that we have spoken about continuously prior to the advent of the virus and afterward, Pfizer. Pfizer remains at the forefront of the virus battle. Its vaccine seems to be the one demanded by many people, especially after the pause in administering the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. It is the most administered vaccine in the United States. Recent studies indicate that Pfizer's shot has been successful in fending off virus variants. Pfizer raised its sales forecast for the COVID vaccine to nearly $26 billion, which represents a 73% increase. Worldwide demand for shots will undoubtedly increase, especially with the dire situation that is unfolding in India. Remember, India has a population of about 1 billion people, most of whom still need shots. Additionally, medical professionals in the United States 
have predicted the need for a booster shot in this country. Pfizer is well positioned to continue to be a major part of the vaccine solution. As I indicated previously, I own shares of Pfizer and I have no intention of selling. It is a financially sound company and a world-class pharmaceutical company. It pays an excellent dividend that is likely to be increased as it has been every year for more than 10 years. The COVID problem is so large that there is room and a need for other companies to participate in solving the problem. Sandofi SA, Sandofi is spelled S-A-N-O-F-I. Its symbol is S-N-Y. It is one such company. It is a French healthcare company that engages in research, development, manufacture, and marketing of therapeutics. Its operating divisions include pharmaceuticals, consumer health care, and vaccines for all geographical locations. Its vaccines have the potential to offer longer-lasting immune responses and to be capable of handling newer variants. Its current study is working on the new variants. Sanofi is a well-established company. It has a beta of 0.57, so it is less risky than the market as a whole. It pays a dividend yield of approximately 3.78% at current prices. That's a good yield, especially compared to savings account rates. Its price earnings ratio is 8.65, but its forward PE is 13.37. Those of you who have listened in before know that I prefer a forward PE lower than the PE. But under the circumstances for Sanofi, I can accept that the forward PE is higher. I would expect higher future profits if its vaccines become accepted and are widely used. With Sanofi's potential to offer a vaccine solution, PE situation is bearable. It currently sells for about $50 per share. This company is worth considering for a future investment. I'm expecting that it should become similar to Pfizer when its vaccines are accepted and become widely used. With the Dow Jones Industrial Average and other indexes hitting new highs, Many investors ask why. They also want to know if the lofty stock prices can be maintained. First, let's answer why. We are currently in earnings season. Earnings season is a period when most public companies report their financial results. It occurs at the end of every quarter. Stock prices typically change based on the operational results as compared to expectations, a significant indicator of stock value, and a main driver of stock prices is profit. When a company reports higher prices than were expected or predicted, stock price typically rises. In this quarter, most companies in the S&P 500, 87% exceeded analyst expectations. This is more than usual. And it probably accounts in part for why the Dow Jones Industrial Average has hit record highs. 
The lesson is that stock prices are heavily influenced by profit expectations. Higher profits lead to higher stock prices. An additional reason for the record stock prices is record low interest rates. The market likes low interest rates since they contribute to higher earnings for borrowing companies. They also encourage spending, which businesses benefit from. The market has applauded increased government spending through COVID relief and the Biden administration's stimulus plans. Also driving up prices are the record number of investors, individual investors buying stock. Individuals in the United States keep increasing their holdings, and their current level of ownership is at the highest level in history. Many are using borrowed funds to pay for their, to pay for their purchases. By the way, I don't recommend this practice, which is called buying on margin. It adds additional risk to invest. The risk is that you could lose money you don't have. Even foreign investors are pouring money into U.S. stocks. The Wall Street Journal recently reported that 2.7 million German investors put money into the market for the first time. Currently, German banks have negative interest rates. This means that savers who put money in German banks and allow those banks to make loans with their money, they are charged interest. Savers pay banks money for the privilege of letting the banks use the money to loan to others. This has driven German savers to move their money from bank accounts to brokerage accounts. They have become stockholders. More than 60% of German investments are in U.S. stocks. This contributes to rising prices. Many people in the United States, when faced with the lockdown, they saved money. They have also had time, and they used their time and money to make stock investments. This contributed to higher stock prices. And these same people seem to be continuing with their efforts and buy additional shares. So now let's consider the question, can high stock prices be maintained? First, corporations and individuals have saved records amounts of money during the COVID situation. Much of this money is available for investment. As we said earlier, many people save money since vacations, eating out, and many additional forms of recreation were virtually non-existent. They now have a pent-up demand for products and services. And when they are fully unleashed, low interest rates that are expected to remain low until at least 2023, according to the Federal Reserve, this could lead to additional consumer spending. Add this to the proposed record amounts of government stimulus, the economy, and the stock market could soar. Jamie Dimon, leader of the large U.S. bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, expressed optimism that, in his words, a boom is coming to the U.S. economy. He feels the economy is ready to emerge from the pandemic, in his words, 
on fire with growth that could extend into 2023. There is a potential downside, however, to the expected boom. Larry Summers, Treasury Secretary under President Clinton, warned that a burst of spending from COVID relief could cause unwelcome inflation. Janet Yellen, current Treasury Secretary, warned that supply chain bottlenecks could be a cause for higher prices in the United States. To sum up, there are many reasons to believe that the current record price levels of stock could rise to further record levels. There should be ample room for opportunity for innovative companies. Those that provide breakthrough products will thrive. Those with rising revenue, net income, and dividends should reward their investors with higher stock prices. Proceed, however, with care and caution. Remember that inflationary pressures could lead to higher interest rates. Also remember year 2008, the year of the financial crisis, was rising interest rates that were labeled as cause or the trigger for the financial crisis. We will track the market closely along with inflation and interest rates. In future shows, we will discuss new opportunities and will advise you of any pitfalls we see. Until then, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.